Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else, and I mean that. And it's decades ahead of what's out there now, as I've always said, who has 10 or 20 or 30 years to wait for answers for their illnesses. And someone said to me the other day, they said, you always say that, 10, 20, 30 years. Why do you have to say that every time? And I said, what do you mean? You wait four months for something, it's it's too long. You wait two weeks. Someone gets knocked down by the flu and they can't function for like three, four weeks. That's too long. And they're like, oh my God, I still can't come back from this flu. I can't really do what I want, can't function. I got to lay down a lot. What happened? And I'm like, well, the adrenals got hit hard. When the flu hits, the adrenals hit hard. You know, no one wants to wait to find answers. I mean, they were wondering what was wrong with them. They were like, well, is it the flu anymore? What's going on? I said, well, the adrenals, the adrenals take a hit. They got an answer because three weeks, four weeks of not being able to have an answer after the flu and, and just not sure what's really going on, you start going stir crazy. Literally. I mean, you just start going, okay, doctor time, 10 doctors. Why am I feeling this way? Well, because some people, when they get hit by the flu and certain strains of the flu, it really attacks the adrenals. You could be, you could be tired for six weeks after a flu. Eight weeks I've seen people. But it's these answers that no one has out there that we do on this show. That's what it's all about. So life is precious, and there's no time to spare. And this show is not about the flu. This show is about herpes. Let's get the uh, healing now. Today's show is about herpes, the herpes family. What does that mean? Is it just simplex one, simplex two? No, 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 no. It's a lot of different varieties, different strains, different makes and models, just like cars, <laughs> just like cars. for going all the way back. The Model T Ford and you know, the Chrysler, the Buick, and their different makes and models and the Chevys and whatever it is and, and the foreign cars and then all the way just make different makes and models and lots of them and lots of them. And so um, <laughs> we're going to be we're going to be talking about everything to do with herpes, the herpes family, giving you really a window into how it plays a role in our lives with chronic and mystery illness. It is unbelievable. What you're going to hear here, you're not going to hear anywhere else. And if you did hear pieces of it, it's because of the book Medical Medium, the first book that came out. And people you know, got the information and it's spreading and going around and nobody knows where it came from anymore. And and so, but but the bottom line is you're going to hear information regardless that you haven't heard anywhere else, including... Maybe, you know, maybe I might, might, this is going to be much of it. I haven't even exposed. So um, at least some of it for sure. So we're going to get into this. Um, You know, I remember, you know, I, I know I tell you guys all the time that it started for me at age four, hearing a voice perfectly clear that gave me information to what was wrong with everybody, my grandmother being the first person. And, you know, and I tell you that all the time, but I remember when I was, 11 and a half years old, years of age, you know, I worked as a caddy um, on a golf course. I wanted to do something to try to sidetrack in any way possible the voice I heard nonstop. So I would try to get jobs as, as a child. I remember just about being 12 years old and I was on the course and it was a husband and wife that I was, I was, you know, 
I was strolling some bags along and carrying a bag and, you know, just being an assistant. And I wasn't the strongest 12-year-old, but I could, you know, I, I had, uh, I did have some strength and could do what I could do. And I did help out in different ways. And, and they knew I was a, a young caddy. So most, most of the adults knew it and they kind of just, I think they just went along with it too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I explained in medical medium book one, you know, secrets, I explained on how, you know, I would, I would get information from spirit because it didn't matter where I was or who I was with the information would come through to what's wrong with someone. So, you know, you know, see somebody's, um, you know, arthritis or something or whatever it was. And, you know, the people that I would help were always, they were always amazed by how I knew what was wrong with them regardless because of spirit. But I remember this one couple, this one husband and wife team that were, that I was assisting as the caddy. And, you know, and Spirit told me that the wife was experiencing fatigue for a long time, and it was a mystery fatigue. So I mentioned, and I said, I said, have you been experiencing some fatigue? And she looked at me and just, just couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it. She looked at me and her jaw dropped and said, well, I'm not, she goes, she goes, I'm not particularly tired today, so I don't know how you could pick that off or even know but yes, I've been suffering for, from fatigue for a decade. That's what she said. I said, yeah, I know because I know what it is. And she goes, what is it? Because there's, I've been told I'm crazy. She said, I've been, didn't, this is going way back. I'm 12 years old. This is going way back. And I don't want to date myself and say, <laughs> you know, I'm super duper getting up there in years. But, you know, this is way back. And she goes, I've been, you know, sick for 10 years. You know, I've been told I'm crazy, told I'm bored. My husband thinks I'm nuts. And he laughed. He was standing there and he laughed. <laughs> and she said, you know, I've been, I've been sent to a psychiatrist. I've been to every doctor. And I don't know what it is. And she's just rambling. She couldn't believe that this 12-year-old, you know, had that information. She goes, do you know what it is? Are you? <laughs> and I go, yeah. I go, it's herpes. It's herpes. And her jaw dropped again. And she was like, oh my God, what do you mean? I go, it's the herpes family. It's Epstein-Barr. It's the herpes family. She goes, oh my God, I had mono when I was a child. And then it went away and that was it. And, 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 and this is unbelievable. I said, yeah, your, your mono's Epstein-Barr. That was it. And it's coming back and it came back on you and it's been giving you fatigue for 10 years. That's at 12 years of age. And if you go back to that time period, that information's mind-blowing now. Mind-blowing now because, because I exposed that in Medical Medium, the first book, in so many different ways. But you go back then and, and, and she couldn't believe it. I said, here's what you need to do. And I told her everything she needed to do. And she recovered from her fatigue. How do I know? Because I stayed as a caddy there for a little while until I was 13 for a year. And she recovered within that year. And, and they came and always asked for me to assist when they came and played golf on the weekends. And I was able to work with her and get her better. But it was herpes. Different variety of herpes, Epstein-Barr, but it was herpes. But anyway, we're going to go into into this show and we're going to get going on it. I'm, I'm rambling on you guys now. So 
let's let's talk about symptoms. Some symptoms. Let's do that. So, you know, fasten the seatbelts again. I know I tell you that every time, but just you may as well. Or get a cup of tea out, whatever you need to do. Get your notepad out. Get your notepad out. Get whatever you whatever you have to do, your clipboard, whatever you have. And so we're gonna cover symptoms, okay? Fatigue, herpes family unless it's literally just the adrenals, which can happen, but most people have neurological fatigue with adrenal fatigue. So fatigue, restless legs, herpes, okay? Aches and pains, herpes, RA, herpes, fibromyalgia, herpes. Psoriatic arthritis, herpes. Joint pain, herpes. Migraines, herpes, mixed with heavy metals many times. Headaches, herpes, yeah. That's right. I don't mean simplex one, simplex two. There's a lot of different varieties of herpes. Let's keep on going here. All right. Restlessness, herpes. <laughs> this is going to be an annoying show. This is already <laughs> this is already annoying. It's annoying me. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. You ready? Depression. Variety, plenty of varieties of herpes cause depression. Plenty of them, plus some heavy metals mixed in. Muscle weakness, herpes, twitches, herpes spasms. Herpes, maybe I won't say herpes over and over and over again. Let's go with with the symptoms. Tingles, yep. Numbness, yep. Well, herpes, right? I gotta say it. Tightness in the chest, which is vagus nerve reactions. Herpes, shingles, which cause, which is a herpes variety, of course, and so many other that we're gonna cover, right? Brain fog, concentration, Herpes, herpes, herpes with heavy metals combined because there's neurotoxins created. I've covered that many times. Neurotoxins created by the herpes family feeding off of heavy metals. Let's keep on going. Listen, there's hundreds of symptoms. I'm just going to cover a few so I don't drive you nuts. Heart palpitations, herpes family. That's right. Goiter, herpes, nodules in the thyroid and cysts in the thyroid herpes. We know that's the Epstein-Barr. I'm the first person to ever expose that information in history. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> because thank spirit, I mean. That's what I say. Thank spirit, and thank you to spirit. Um, nodules, inflamed thyroid. Yep, Epstein-Barr. That's herpes, vertigo, herpes, tinnitus, herpes, eye floaters, herpes, okay? Unless you have a torn retina, which many times herpes family tends to weaken the retina over the years, um, glaucoma, herpes. That's Epstein-Barr, by the way. Bell's palsy, herpes, that's the shingles. Bulging eyes, that's related to hyperthyroid herpes. That's the Epstein-Barr right there. Puffy face, puffy eyes, herpes. PCOS, PCOS for women's reproductive systems, Epstein-Barr. That's herpes. Eye issues, many of times herpes if it's not streptococcus. Streptococcus is a herpes family cofactor, by the way. Perimenopause, menopause, symptoms. That's right, symptoms of perimenopause. And, and I don't mean just your cycle stopping. That's the normal thing that happens with menopause. That's that's the natural way. I'm talking about the symptoms involved all around perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. Those are all herpes. That's all Epstein-Barr, by the way. You guys, if you read book one, you know that. <clears throat> infertility, mystery, mystery infertility. Epstein Barr, herpes, high cholesterol in the and is the liver from having Epstein Barr in there. Hepatitis C, Epstein Barr, that's herpes. Edema, swelling hands and feet. 
Once again, herpes in the liver, body temperature issues, Raynaud's syndrome, and it can go uh, multiple sclerosis, scar sardosis, um, sarcoidosis, and you name it, breast cancer, herpes, that's Epstein-Barr. To matter of fact, breast cancer is Epstein-Barr. It's not the genes BRAC1, BRAC2. It's literally Epstein-Barr that creates all breast cancers. So with all this, this is just... Um, this is just the the tip of the iceberg. This is just the beginning of, I mean, I'm giving you those symptoms, you know, but that's just the, literally the beginning. That's it right there. There's so many more symptoms. You might have a symptom. You're like, whoa, whoa, Anthony, is it this? Is it that? I mean, it, because there's so many. So let's start cutting into them a little bit. Let's start cutting into this. So uh, did I tell you to hang on for this ride? <laughs> I did, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go into this a bit. Okay. H HSV, human human simplex viral one. HSV two. Okay. That's that's simplex one, simplex two. All right. These are these are herpes viruses. Now, these herpes viruses don't cause a lot of fatigue, and when they do cause fatigue, it's only when they come out meaning when they come out of their little dormancy and they cause an eruption, um, you, you know, whether it's facial, the mouth, whether it's, you know, vaginal, um, w w wherever, it, wherever it is, these two varieties, um, these two varieties, they can cause some fatigue when they're in their worst moment. So when they're coming out, breaking out in their worst moment. But these two don't even cause a fraction of agony as all the other varieties. You know, we give attention to these two because you can't help it because they break out in our private parts or break out somewhere, you know, around our mouth. And, you know, and so we, we give these so much credence because it's, it's there and it's in our way. And you can get the tingles and numbness in the area they're breaking out. You can get the pain when they're breaking out. And you can get a little fatigue associated with it at that moment. But, but that's about it. That's about it. Right there. That's where the buck stops. Right there. They don't cause a fraction. A fraction of annoyance, annoyance and harm and, and um, inconvenience as the other varieties do, you guys. So, and that's, that's the whole thing there that, that's confusing. Now, the reason why HSV-1, HSV-2 is even discovered is because it was apparent on the outside. See, all herpes family viruses, almost every one of them and all their groups and all the different varieties are undiscovered, undiscovered. Yes, okay, undiscovered. We're going to talk about some of the discovered ones. And we're going to talk about all the ones that are undiscovered, okay? And so, and we only have a certain amount of time in this show. Well, we're going to probably, you know, breeze by some of it, you know, to just to move through. But, okay, so HSV-1 discovered, yep, discovered because it was apparent. It was apparent. But... There are so many different offshoots and varieties of herpes viruses that cause cold sores in different ways. Canker sores, okay? That's a herpes virus. So canker sores, 
I mean, I know hundreds of people, thousands of people that have canker sores over the years. That's another variety of herpes. It's not HSV-1. It's not HSV-2. But it's still in the family. And there's a lot of different varieties. You just get the canker sore. Sometimes you could get the red sore. It's a red type of canker sore in somebody's mouth. Sometimes you get them on the tongue. People can get them on the gums. There's a lot of people that can just go to a dentist and they just touch their gum with a little pointy, a little pointy probe and boom, they have an instant canker sore. Canker sores are a different variety, but they're, they're really, they're unmarked. Yeah, medical profession's aware of it, but they're unmarked. They don't know how to find it. They don't know how to tag it. They don't know anything. They can't take a blood test and find it. But it's in the system just like SV1 would be when they take a blood test and try to find titers, see if you have antibodies and titers, see if you have HSV1 or HSV2, simplex 1 and 2. But they can't find this one. They can't find any of the canker sore varieties or mouth varieties. No, they can't because we're in dark ages, but that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they can't find. Who's they? Medical research and medical science. Okay, blood labs. Research and science. Antiquity, antique shopping. I said it before. That's what that's what modern medicine and chronic mystery illness is. It's just you just go antiquing. That's it. Because you know what? You're not gonna find anything new and nothing good. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Yeah, I got an attitude about it. I know. I know you probably you could sense it. So it's not the doctor's fault. It's not at all. It's research and science. It's funding. It's the doctors that do want to know, but they get shut down. They get smacked in the face. They get smacked in the face. They come out of medical school and they want to make a difference and they want to break the mold and make a difference and try to do something different. And if they find a discovery, it gets thrown in the trash. Seriously, I'm serious about that. There's some amazing doctors that had to fight for their lives to just give us Epstein-Barr in 1964. They had to fight for their lives just to give us HHV-6 in 1986. Because, and, and there's a lot of doctors that find the canker sore variety, but it gets thrown in the trash. It won't even go to a journal. It won't even go to a medical book. It won't, it literally, they get barred, disbarred, or whatever it is. Because you're not allowed, you're not allowed to know what's going on. With mystery illness, chronic mystery illness, you're not allowed to actually. You guys don't know that. <laughs> but if you're a brilliant doctor and you start playing around in your own lab, you get deemed a mad scientist and that's it. You're just, you're, you're, you get exiled, however we want to say it. Even if you found, oh my God, I found this, this, this HHV-12 that's been wreaking havoc on people. The world needs to know this. We need to, we need to do something that person gets pushed aside. They won't practice again. I'm serious. It's only been a few that have slipped by that that torture of, you know, of having a discovery and that's it. Seriously. Like you you're not allowed to say, "Hey, breast cancer is Epstein-Barr. Breast cancer isn't BRCA1, BRCA2 gene. It's not the genes. It's Epstein-Barr." Because just so you know, 80%, over 50%, up to close to 80% of all breast cancer cases don't have the BRCA1, BRCA2 gene. Fancy that one. Fancy that one. So so basically the bottom line is, is that, you know, there's all these different varieties. So back to, back to the mouth varieties. 
There's all these different kinds. I mean, we're talking dozens. Never mind simplex one, simplex two. So that all on its own is annoying. And then we go into um, we go into cytomegalovirus. Okay, that's another variety of, of, of herpes family. That's annoying. That causes different things in the body. Can cause a little bit of fatigue. Can cause problems with organs. Problems with organs. It, it doesn't do what the Epstein-Barr does as far as creates the chronic fatigue that in the fibromyalgia. But cytomegalovirus is annoying on its own because it, it gets into kidneys. It gets into the heart. It gets into... Um, the liver causes, it creates neurotoxins. So it's a little annoying, different ways. You got the Epstein-Barr, okay, found found in 1964, I think it was. And the Epstein-Barr, and listen, that was found by accident. And same with HHV-6 we'll talk about. You know, Epstein-Barr was found by accident. That one creates a lot of problems. I talk about it all the time because Epstein-Barr has over 60 varieties and growing. I classified 60 varieties through spirit plus, you know, and, and spirit and working with people for decades since being a child. And I classified 60 varieties, some being more severe, some being really docile, some being really annoying, some are really hurting children now. And, and it's still off the radar, Meaning it's still ignored. There's still not enough information out there. Meaning the information I'm trying to get out there to you guys so you guys get it out there and so forth and everything else. And But Epstein-Barr is a making model of its own that, that that's happening that causes so many of the symptoms I mentioned and I talk about. Um, but Epstein-Barr is still different than... Some of the other ones, like for instance, there's over 60 varieties of Epstein-Barr. Cytomegalovirus, the world only thinks there's one variety. But cytomegalovirus, there's 20 varieties. So you got to start doing the math, okay? Now, first of all, with HSV1 and HSV2, there's more than one variety of those now, okay? Now, research and science don't know that. They have no clue. Um, simplex 1, there's around 10 varieties now. Simplex 2, there's around 15 varieties now. Okay? All the canker sore varieties that are just, you know, different mouth varieties, I should call it. All the mouth varieties. I mean, there's dozens. I mean, it goes in the dozens. It can go, you know, in three dozen around. And cytomegravirus, there's, o- there's over 20 varieties. Epstein-Barr, 60 varieties. All right? And they're getting away from us. They're getting away from us. They're chronic and mystery illness. That's Lyme disease. A lot, of, a lot of people with Lyme disease have three or four of these, five of these, and they have Lyme. But, but, and these three or four or five varieties are triggering off ghost, ghost testing, ghost lab results, fraudulent lab results, throwing it into a whole bunch of bacteria that labs like to claim is is um is Lyme. Now, some of the bacteria that the li- that the Lyme labs claim are real bacteria. Some of them aren't. Some of them aren't. Sorry to say, but some of them are. And they're real bacteria, but they're not causing all of the neurotoxic damage because they're not neurological virus. They're not neurological bacterium. 
it, in order to have Lyme disease and Lyme symptoms, you need the neurological, neurological Lyme virus. You need the viruses that create the neurotoxins. And if anybody's mad right now and it's your first time talking, you know, <laughs> first time talking to me, I was about to say, your first time listening to this show, go back to book one, read the Lyme chapter before you start throwing stones at me and rotten tomatoes and, and pitchforks and, and torches at my house door, okay? Go read that before you get angry and, you know, and <laughs> listen to the Lyme show so you can learn. And whatever kind of belief system you package yourself in a misinformation out there about Lyme, try to move it aside the best you can with all your might, I beg of you. For you, your own health, your child's health, your family's health, your friend's health, whatever it is, just please. So the deal is with all these different varieties, many people have more than one. They get the cold sore which is simplex one. They might have one of the varieties of the cold sore. Like I said, there's over 10 varieties. So they might have one of those. Some people have two cold sore varieties. Some people have um, a cytomegalovirus in them. They also have an Epstein-Barr that's really wreaking havoc. And then there's human herpes viral six. Ooh, I hate that one. HHV six is annoying. That was discovered in 80, 1986, okay? And that was a miracle discovery, completely by accident, and slipped through the cracks. Imagine all of the lab, I mean, all of the, the virologists, all of the immunologists, and all the virologists that accidentally stumble across the answers for Lyme, and it gets thrown in the trash, and they get ostracized. And they get just eliminated, meaning like just out of the medical field, like just get out of here. And then we only have a couple that slip through the cracks. Miracle doctors, meaning they had a miracle because they weren't persecuted. And even though they kind of were though, but it was gentle. And so HHV6 is one of these miracle things that kind of slipped through the cracks. And HHV6, the thing about it with HHV6 is nobody knows what it does. Nobody knows what it does in the medical field. I'm going to explain. That's the one that creates heart disease, mystery heart disease. I'm not talking about a clogged artery because someone's been eating bacon and they've been eating steak for their whole life and they get a clogged artery. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. And, you know, it, 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 I'm talking about heart problems, you know, like real heart disease, you know, hearts that have inflammation, chronic inflammation inside the ventricles, inside, inside, you know, inside the, uh, the valves and stuff. And HHV6 is the one that causes all the silly heart diseases that end lives. I'm not talking about heart attack. You know, I'm talking about hearts giving out on people where they need so much work with the heart. And so that's the HHV6 right there. It's also the virus that takes out kidneys. Mystery kidney disease where people have to go on dialysis. Like why is my kidney failing? They get told it's autoimmune, their body's attacking itself. No, wrong, wrong, wrong. HHV6 is attacking the kidney. Not the body's attacking the kidney. HHV6 is. Here's an example. And HHV6 attacks other things too. It's kind of like the organ go going after bug. All right. And, but here's the thing with HHV6 it's got a lot of different strains and building. It's got a lot of different strains and building. 
So HHV6 is moving up into the 20 strain realm, which really sucks because HHV6 is kind of an organ injuring um, bug. Epstein-Barr injures, injures the liver and Epstein-Barr injures some organs, reproductive system and so forth. And But HHV6 is growing, but no one's catching it. Nobody knows. No one cares in the medical world. And that's what we're up against. So I'm talking about arming your arming you today on this this episode. I'm talking about what you can do to protect yourself. So if any of these are floating around or you picked one up or whatever, that you know how to defend yourself so you can live to be 100. And really look out for your family and friends. That's what it's about. Um, so the different 20, the 20 extra strains of HHV6 strains are getting complicated how do I know? Because I see them in people. Because spirit tells me they're growing. Because I know for a fact they are. And HHV7, I hate that one. HHV7 <laughs> is another variety of herpes. It used to be in HHV6, but it changed so much, so much so, that it's its own bug now. It's not even in the strain family of HHV6. It's its own monkey. And it's a problematic one. And in it it got enough strength to break out of the HHV6s and to call itself its own. The deal is with HHV7, doesn't do a lot of stuff yet. But I believe in the next 20 years and 30 years, it's going to be a pain in the butt, a big pain in the butt. And chronic illness and mystery illness is only going to get worse because medical research and medical science going into asinine places left and right, including, I mean, I could just, man, I could just rip into it of how how ridiculous it is. Blaming everything on genes, that's one thing. Blaming everything on the body attacking itself, that's another. I could go on and on and on. And, and so... We're in trouble. We're in trouble. So I got to just arm you guys so you guys aren't in trouble. And I can't get the word out to the world, you know, not with this microphone. But I can get the information to you and you can protect yourself. And you can know what's coming in the future. And you can know why every decade it's getting remarkably worse. I mean, I mean, and unbelievably worse in chronic and mystery illness, like never before in history, over 250, close to 300 million Americans have a problem with their health one way or another. And it's chronic and mystery, even if it has a label or a diagnosis. I talk about that all the time. So HHV7 is going to start doing things a little bit down the road, okay? Right now, HHV7 really doesn't do anything because it's rooting. It's what's called rooting. All these viruses in their day had a rooting moment. And nobody knows this information, so you're, you're really getting this stuff. A rooting moment is where it settles itself into its new environment, new home. It doesn't even know where it is at first. Every virus, and I talk about the Epstein-Barr going way back in the late, late, late 1800s, early 1900s, and how it had a rooting moment. They all do. They don't really cause any harm, and they just don't even know where they are. 
and then they get poked like a bear coming to you. You got a salmon in your left hand and a bear comes up to you to gently take the salmon out of your hand. And right before it bites into the salmon, all gently, you know, a bear, a cute little face on a bear, you smack it in the head with a stick, with a hickory stick. And then it backs up and it looks at you and it doesn't know what happened. And it's not angry. And it's just thinking, well, whatever that was, I don't think it's a big deal. And then the bear comes back to you takes its first couple of steps back to you. It looks at the salmon. This time it, it sniffs it before it bites it. It's kind of kind of confused. And right before it takes a bite again, you smack it with the hickory stick again right in the head. It backs up. And now it's starting to get agitated. It doesn't know why. It just starts getting anxiety. And it starts to think the bear starts to think something is wrong. Something is wrong with my environment. And so the bear waits a little longer, but then finally comes up to the salmon, doesn't even sniff it or bite it, but comes up to it, puts its nose up to it, and you smack it one more time with the hickory stick. And now this bear's pissed off. <laughs> this bear is pissed, backs up a little bit, and then walks away about 10, 15 steps, and then comes back and bites your arm off and steps all over you. And that's what the viruses do. They do that. They have this rooting period of 10, 15 years. And this rooting period is it's rooting in. It doesn't know where it is. It doesn't know what's going on. Your immune system has no clue it's there. And then it's going to make its break because it gets pissed off because... We're eating the wrong foods. We're taking prescription drugs. We're doing something to ignite it, to piss it off. And every virus has had that day, has had that day and still does. And all these offshoots and all these different varieties have that day. And they do and they get ready for that. And the HHV-7 is waiting for its day in a couple decades. But you can stop that. You can, you won't, it won't even get you because you're not going to be eating dairy. And you're not going to be doing crazy things. And you're going to be taking the right supplements throughout your life to make sure nothing happens to you, your children, your family, and so forth. Everything we talk about on these shows, everything I write about in my books, all of that. And so that's what happens. And when HHV7 does come out and it starts to come out fighting and swinging, it's going to make Epstein-Barr look like a best friend. The fuzziest, little, furriest, cutest, little fluffiest little friendly friend you just want to kiss it and hug it and give it a pat on the back because it's no big deal but it won't bother you guys the hhv7 because you'll be taking care of yourself and plus it doesn't matter because the hhv7 is you you you're what you've done for your Epstein-Barr, what you're doing for your health, what you're doing overall will we'll make it so HHV-7 if you ever did have it and which you might not even have it anyway. But if you did, it's not no big deal. The HHV-7 I'm talking about is going into, it's going into new situations and in people in the future and in people that don't know, don't take care of themselves in any way possible and it's decades from now, like I said, a good couple of decades of rooting. So... HHV8 or eight, sorry, HSV8. It's a sarcoma. It's a sarcoma. 
sarcoma. Wait a minute. Sarcoma's kind of like sarcoma's kind of like a cancer. No. Wait. That's a herpes. Wait, cancer herpes? Yes. Yes. In fact, most of our cancers are herpes family related. Most of them are herpes family related. Herpes that are feeding off of heavy metals. Herpes that are feeding off chemicals falling out of the sky. Herpes that are feeding off pharmaceutical drugs. Whatever. Herpes that are feeding off foods with crap in it. And, but HSV, that one, eight, number eight, is a sarcoma. And it really doesn't do anything. Just creates sarcoma. Doesn't do anything. HSV9. HSV9. That's another one that's starting the process of rooting. It's behind the times. And in fact, HHV7 is going to be um, far ahead of HHV9. I'm boggling up all these numbers. Hang in there for the ride. Um, and so, so with 9, nine's a weird one. It's going to have a lot of offshoots. It's going to have a lot of varieties to it down the road. But it's not going to do too much. It's going to probably create down the road, maybe 30, 40 years, what Epstein-Barr has kind of done. I'm not worried about nine. Epstein-Barr is no big deal either um, because we know how to do what we got to do. We know how to get you better. We know how to protect yourselves. And there's different varieties of Epstein-Barr. Many of them are so docile, docile and laid back. It's all good. So HHV10. That's another one that's here now. That's here now in people's bodies. It's not doing too much. Sits in the liver and it just creates a little bit of poison byproduct. Spirochete byproduct. See, what science and research doesn't understand is the good old spirochetes that they say is, is Borrelia is not from Borrelia. Okay, because we're, we're, like I said, we're back 100 years in research and science when it comes down to chronic mystery illness, especially Lyme disease. And I don't care if it's a bad, I don't care. Someone said to me the other day, and they said, they, they heard me say, I don't care, and they laughed. I don't care what fancy lab that's claiming Lyme is what or this or that. I don't care who it is or what it is. It's wrong. It's wrong information. I'm sorry. It's a bold statement. I know I got the Lyme crowd mad today with this show. Just don't, don't, you know, don't punish me for it. Uh, I'm on your side. That's what it's about. I'm on your side. I'm working for you. I'm working for you. Okay, so, so back to the HHs. Okay, so the HHV10 creates a little bit of byproduct. The byproduct, it has a different shape to it. Now, here's another thing. All these viruses have different shapes to them, different sizes to them. They're not all the same shape. They're not all the same size. And some look a little squiggly, some have some thorns sticking out of them, some have a different shape, an oval shape, some have um, what looks like hands and feet on them, and I don't mean like human hands and feet, okay? I mean they have multiple legs, multiple feet. Um, these viruses all kind of look different, but they have a core of herpes family. They have a herpes DNA. They have a herpes makeup, a herpes protein. They have, they're made up of herpes protein. They're made up of, you know, literally the herpes virus family, okay? And the HHV10, um, you know, is, is, is not really a big deal, but it can nest, it can still create, it can shed byproduct. And most of these viruses shed a lot of byproduct, the HHV10 does that now. That's in people's bodies. 
HHV11, HHV12. The HHV12 is out there right now. That's in people. HHV11 is really just kind of useless, but I don't want to pick on it because it... I don't want to, you know, I don't want to agitate it verbally. <laughs> but the HHV11, that's out there in people, but it does nothing. That's kind of like, that. that's an accident, HHV11. Spirit tells me that that used to be um, an Epstein-Barr virus, meaning component that made itself into its own thing, but it's not rooting. It's not much doing anything. It's never going to do anything. Probably take a hundred years. HHV-12, that's out there now. That's doing something. In two decades, that's going to be annoying as well. That's going to create a lot of rashing, lots of rashing. It's creating some rashing on people now. That one popped off the shingles group. So the shingles group Okay, the Zoster group, the Shingles group, the Shingles family. HHV12 is kind of a bastard from the Shingles family. That does create some rashes, but it's half Shingles and half HHV12. That's HHV12. Um, you know, I believe the one in the two makes three. And I believe that's the beginning of a different variety of shingles that will come out down the road because that's what spirit told me. So that's what I believe. Um, and I have to believe in spirit and what spirit says because spirit's been always right when it comes down to illness. So I have to, and I can't stray from that. So that's the HHV-12. It's an offshoot of the herpes family, uh, the shingles family. The shingles family has a lot of varieties. I'm documented over 30 varieties. Look in my book, Medical Medium, my book one, Medical Medium. Look into that. Um, get familiar with those varieties. It can help someone. It can help you. It can help someone you love. Um, get get into that if you can. So what can we do? What can we do with all these different varieties? And the shingles varieties, I talk about how it creates the Bell's palsy, how it creates a tri trigeminal neuralgia. TMJ, the trigeminal, the nerve pain in the jaws, the burning mouth. I didn't even go over those symptoms. The burning tongue, burging, burning uh, vagina, burning parts of the body. All these different things that the shingles do without rashing, non-rashing, and you have rashing shingles. Listen to the shingles show. Um, if you want more and more of the shingles information, listen to the shingles show. So what can we do? What can we do? Not all of us are going to know what we got cooking in us. We know we got a lot of Epstein-Barr. That's for sure. But what can we do with all of this? It's easy. Some of it's a little harder, but it's easy in many ways. We arm ourselves. We do the right thing. The whole reason, one of the reasons the herpes family got out of control is because we've experienced a severe zinc deficiency. And this leads into the zinc again. The zinc. Oh, Anthony William, you're just always into that zinc. Like, that's the only thing you offer? I had someone tell me that. Someone tell me, they say, that's all you offer is zinc. You're, you don't know anything. There's all these people now and all this genetic stuff, and they're all doing all this smart stuff, and you're just on zinc. Yeah, keep thinking that because the genetic stuff is not where it's at. You want the zinc. And you can do the zinc picolinate. You can do the zinc, the liquid zinc. Um, you can get references from my website, whatever, and referred or preferred. And so the deal is with the zinc is the zinc deficiency that we have is so rampant and so out of control in humankind today on this planet Earth. We've lost all our zinc in our bodies. 
And because of, I don't, and look, doesn't matter what a blood test is saying. If the blood test sees some zinc in you, that's, that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it sees zinc in your ganglia. It doesn't mean it sees zinc in your nervous system to protect you. It doesn't mean it sees zinc in your liver so it can convert into a better zinc. You name it. And it doesn't mean any of that's there. So the zinc deficiency is why herpes family exploded, exploded into what it is today. So you want to get your zinc reserves back up. Go to your practitioner. Talk about you know how much zinc he feels or she feels you can take, and get get a little zinc in your system. You know, do what the bottle says. But go to your practitioner. Maybe your practitioner wants you on a little more, whatever. But but you want you want the zinc in your in your life, and you want the right kind. That's a secret weapon, one of the greatest ones, because what zinc does to the herpes family is it shuts it down like you just turned off a light, literally like, like someone had the clapper and they clapped, okay, and the lights went off. That's what the zinc does to the herpes family, and so you want that there. Another big one is lysine. Lysine's a secret weapon, a secret weapon to killing off the herpes family but if you take 500 milligrams every day it's not enough if you've had herpes or some kind of herpes family that you think or an epstein bar you need to talk to your practitioner take more i always recommend a lot more than 500 milligrams long term so and if you don't think you have anything going on and you got something else like you got diabetes or whatever it is and what you're and you're thinking hey this is this show doesn't apply to me or anybody i know you still should take Probably two to 500 milligrams of, of lysine. Doesn't mean you can't go and pick up a new variety of herpes, any one of the hundreds of varieties when you put them all together, or, you know, and so it doesn't mean you can't pick something up because there's a lot of them going around and they do pass through blood, saliva, and, you know, tears, everything else. It doesn't mean you need to be a phobe about it and afraid to hug somebody while they're crying. That's not it at all. You can't ever fear living your life on any level. Although in, in you know, in restaurants, I do like getting my food nice and hot when it comes. <laughs> okay, so that's one trick, by the way, you can, eat, you can use is when you order something in a restaurant that's serving animal products, especially animal products, because there's so many people in the kitchen playing around with chicken and then they make your salad and then you're in a restaurant because your friend loves loves chicken and but you love salads and you're in a restaurant and and somebody's making your salad in the back kitchen and they got chicken juice on their hands and I've seen people die from that by the way. Whatever's going on like that, you 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 wanna, you know, you wanna then say, hey, no salad in that restaurant. Let me get something cooked. Let me get something cooked and coming out piping hot. Let me get a baked potato. Just in case some chicken juice has got somewhere, you're in a better place. That's just a small example of what you can do to protect yourself from food poisoning and so forth and out there. Because remember, the only foods that can kill you are the foods that are the animal products. Those are the ones that kill you or what those animal products contaminate in their raw state. Always remember that. I've seen a lot of people die. But but it w- basically, so what I'm saying is if you like chicken, be careful too in your kitchen when you're preparing it and making your family other food and so forth. Be careful. I always tell people that. We know that. That's been a law out there. Okay, so the bottom line is, though, you're in a restaurant, get that food piping hot so that you don't get any kind of cross-contamination. But you can still 
pick up a bug somewhere in life, but don't be afraid because you have the armory. If you have enough zinc in your system that if you pick up a new bug, it won't survive. It'll die before it can grow and spawn into something. So this is what I mean. You can protect yourself. The lysine, you got the zinc I talked about. Healing neurological problems, the B12 I always mention for doing it. The MTHF, we did the MTHF show. You know, um, MTHF is, is important with the B12. Herbs, like the lemon bob, lemon balm, incredible for anti-Epstein-Barr, okay? Licorice root, licorice root stops Epstein-Barr or any herpes family from functioning. It can't, it's like a glue, like a glue in its way. It's like the virus tries to reproduce, it tries to move along, it tries to do something, it tries to eat, and the licorice stops it. It's another great one. And you can go to look, my book one, you can pick up all the different great things. Spirulina even stops herpes family. That's a great one. Do a little spirulina. Um, But you can go through and you can get all the different little tips. Foods. Don't feed your herpes viruses. That's dairy products. Feeds it. Gets it nice and fat and happy. Okay? Eggs. Feed. They feed every herpes virus in every part of the family. The whole family feeds off of eggs. So if... You got an Epstein bar from your mom through birth or some other way, it will feed off of eggs through your childhood and spawn into a nice mono. See how it works? So you keep the eggs away, keep the dairies away, keep the canola oil, the corn, you know, the, you know, I mean corn products and stuff. I'm throwing out as much as I can. Antiviral foods, that's every fruit and every vegetable, every herb. Herbal tea is antiviral to some degree. Every because viruses can't feed off of fruits, vegetables can't feed off of herbs and spices. Okay, so none of that feeds the herpes viral family. None of that does. You can take herbs for herpes like eyebright. That's a great one. All right, that's a really good one. You can do even golden seal periodically, doing some golden seal and a little echinacea too. That's not bad at all. Those are all fine. Ginger is anti-herpes family. Believe it or not, it's anti-herpes family. Turmeric, it doesn't kill the herpes family, but it slows it down. It retards it. It slows it down. It backs it off. So that's another thing to, to you know, you can incorporate every single day. Um, and there's, there's other weapons too you can do in the herbal family as well. You can do thyme, thyme tea. I talk about it all the time. Oregano, oregano oil or oregano in your food every day. Garlic in your food every day. Onions in your food every day. All these slow down and injure the herpes family on all different levels. And so you have an, there's an arsenal of stuff. I'm going to constantly put out stuff too along the way. Join my, my, my group. Join my Facebook group. Get some of the books that get get the books that I put out there because I post so much things you can do all the time about information about what you can do for all these things. Join, hop on board, and get in there so you can get much more information than I can even do on this show about what you can do to arm yourself. So, um, selenium, another great thing to arm yourself. You could do a little bit of selenium every single day. That's a good one too. So. Take one day at a time and don't be in fear about it at all. This only protects you, arms you, and helps you. And 
the thing is that when you know that some of your problems or symptoms or conditions are because of an Epstein-Barr or a herpes variety or a shingles or whatever which one or herpes family, it weakens the variety. It weakens the herpes family. Did you know that? Did you know that consciously the herpes family kind of thrives off of someone not knowing what's going on with them, being in panic and fear, going to doctor and doctor and not knowing what's wrong? Did you know the herpes family kind of thrives on that? When you know what's going on, you know what some of your symptoms are caused from. It weakens. It breaks down. It starts to fall apart. It does. The herpes, as annoying it is as they are in the family, and as much trouble as they cause, they're weak. They're extremely weak. As much as I build them up and say they're powerful, they lose the power when you're empowered. Because it's a virus that feeds off of the energy of fear and not knowing and chaos and confusion. And when you lose all that chaos and confusion, you know what's going on. You can win and beat any fibromyalgia, any kind of illness related to the herpes family. And you can pulverize it and conquer it and get past it because knowledge is power with any of these varieties of herpes family. So they're, they're, they're useless when you actually... They're useless to themselves when you actually have the power and the information and you know and your life can turn around. I've watched it happen for thousands of people over the decades, just like on the golf course when I was that caddy I talked about, all right? <laughs> and that person healed and healed fast and you can too no matter what's happening. Remember that. Remember, I love you. I care about you. We'll do more on this along the way. We'll even do cover more supplements and other things along the way. God bless you. Know that I care. And uh, see you next time.